who's at the door, you better open it because you got a podcast ready to unload. Lock and load. Superhero movie news, comic books, Super Friends, Super Show, issue 159. Sean Dwyer, Sean Brennan, and Adam Patterson back with you once again. Gentlemen, how are you? Welcome back. Brand new year. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been Christmas. Since it's been a lot, we've it's had been Christmas. We've been away for 18 days right now. 19, 18 days. 19 once this officially goes up tomorrow. There are that's, some things that's that, impressive. Which yeah. is, but with the holidays, it's usually we keep it on. I like to keep it on a two-week schedule, but with the holidays, it's actually getting closer to to three and. You just can't avoid certain things. There's holiday cheer and beer. You can't avoid the cheer. And the it, leer. No matter how morose and angry you yeah, are. You're leering you just at get your neighbors who have a better. Yeah, cheer. That's right. You just can't help it. Yeah, And it's a thing where we have to now kind of recollect ourselves and get back in touch with what's been going on in the world of superhero movie news and, and comic books. Are you picking up comic books these days? There's been a lot. Did you get anything uh, comic book or superhero movie Related. Well, I got I got uh, Lazarus. I got the Ooh, what is uh, that? Well, Lazarus is the latest Greg Rucka. Um, oh run. right, okay, yeah, sure. So I, I picked up um, four and five, which came out like I think almost last year. They've been kind of slow on coming out, um, as well as the latest on Manifest Destiny and uh, the latest on Manhattan Projects. Oh right, so. that's uh, I've got a whole bunch of those. The um, it's a it's a real it's that's uh, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. Uh, I was really up with Manhattan Projects for a long time, and then I started to fall behind, and I ended up getting a, a, a trade paperback. I'm like, all right, I'm going to catch up. And then the trade paperbacks kept on piling up for other books that I wanted to catch up on, <laughs> and then with the books that I usually read, and then I think Secret Empire was coming out, or Secret Wars was coming out, and I just, I want to get back into Saga. Uh, I want to get yes. back into secret. I want to get back into Manhattan projects. The, uh, I wanted to get, finish up. I think they're starting to wrap up the the run right now. Chew. I have yep. all of these trade paperbacks just sitting on my bookshelf, just waiting to be read. But I forget where I left off. They're so sad and lonely. Yeah, just sitting there <laughs> collecting dust. I forget what where I left off the last time I, I no, read. No, I, I hear. Them. I have to restart saga so completely. I, think I have to restart things. And restart it, it's it. just as fun as you left it. Yeah. I can promise you there. Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee you that I'll be like, wait, who's this character and what's the point of this thing again? All is right, it still going strong know. right now, Saga? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Still going are, they, are they wrapping it up at all or nope. things no Very ending sight? Long okay. haul. Okay. The last, anytime soon. Yeah. The last thing I read was that um, the, la- the latest one that just came out sort of said, oh, look, they've wrapped up one small part or they're wrapping up okay. and it's just led into a giant, really long involved storyline i really really like saga and for a while i was getting really into independent comics and i was just thing is i bit off way more than i could chew yeah uh, see what you did there and i just had like oh god there's so many like i you know i I obviously started with reading the the big two dc and marvel and then i realized there's this whole other world out there with independent comics and then i just um, i i just I realized, oh my god, there's too much. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this, and then I started reading this one, and then suddenly I don't read any because I have too much. There's a whole Hellboy universe that yeah. doesn't have Ron Perlman. God. So what I've done is I've gone back. I reverted to where I started. I just read <laughs> the big DC and Marvel events <laughs> and nothing else because I am not capable. I get overwhelmed if I have too much. See, too much I, of a stack. I only like the independents because I, yeah. I mean, 
I'll pick up a DC and Marvel every once in a while, especially if it comes to like one or two characters. But mm-hmm. for the most part, the independent stuff, you it's oh, really yeah. hit or miss. But you but when you hit it, it's right. it's fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I really want to dive back in. It's just it's all good. You know, it's it's like watching I think it's like cable television these days and all the other subscription services there's just way too much good stuff out there that if you're watching one thing you feel like oh i'm missing out i'm i could be watching the 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 handmaiden's tale or the handmaid's tale instead or i could be i could be catching up on uh or orange is the new crack or something whatever the new one is i don't know i feel like what you need to do is you need to pay people in hollywood There's to make terrible tv slow down <laughs> so that way you can get back to, so I can to catch the good up. stuff you're right. like god I, I love jeff goldblum but why isn't he in more things <laughs> right he needs to be in bad more bad things so i know what to avoid but like jeff goldblum now he's bad i get overwhelmed so easily um if i know i have way too much to catch up on i just won't it's Try, fine. I won't even start. It's fine. You got to pick and choose now. And you got to watch an hour of um, worse prison <laughs> in Russia. And I'm like, oh, that's how I spent my hour. <laughs> and this is that happened. That's just a, a reoccurring theme. And maybe 2018 will be better. And maybe this episode will get a little better as we go along, <laughs> as we turn the page. And uh, I, I talked about before. We started the show, of course, uh, the co- the topics we wanted, we wanted to hit, and I wanted to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. But, you know, we started with comic book talk, and maybe I should continue that way. Yeah, you because can. Because we do have some comic book topics on the agenda, and we could talk about Brian Michael Bendis. We could talk about the upcoming thing that could potentially be a DC Comics crisis event. There could be some hints. Where do you mm. want to go on the big board first? On the paper? Let's, let's not board. go... All full crisis because we don't want to do everything like that first. Let's go with Brian Michael Bendis. Yes, Brian and Michael work Bendis. our way in there. So Brian Michael Bendis is wrapping up his time over at Marvel Comics right now. He's been over at Marvel Comics for like fifteen years. He helped start. That's a manager at a Tim Hortons. Right That's there. right. <laughs> he's he's getting benefits. He's getting. He's now at that tier where he gets Martin Luther King Day off as oh, one of his man. holidays. He's yep. at that holiday tier where he doesn't I just wish. get Christmas and Thanksgiving. Now, as each, each, each five-year tier, yeah. he's now getting like kind of the the supplementary uh, holidays. It's two floating holidays that's a year right, now. That's right. So he's been there for 15 years. He helped. Uh, he was the architect of the Ultimate Universe. And for people who are unfamiliar with the Ultimate Universe – you have Marvel Comics, and Marvel Comics has been around since they were first something else, but really since the 60s. And there's a lot of continuity. And after the big comic book, you know, bubble burst in the 90s, bubble burst uh, in the 90s, they, like, you know, we got to find a way to stop trying to alienate uh, new readers. We're, we're launching a secondary line, which doesn't it, which doesn't have all the continuity problems. It's fresh, modern takes and all these characters. It's going to be great. And uh, the idea was always to have that um, take over as the primary comic book Marvel brand. And eventually the the old standing Marvel continuity would kind of take a back seat to the Ultimate Universe. That never happened. No. <laughs> that never happened. The Ultimate Universe uh, had problems itself. It had continuity issues. No. Uh, after a few years, you... You, you unfortunately were not very appealing to new readers because you had all these things you had to cut through in order to get to the, even the Ultimate Universe. Iron Man wasn't blue. Iron Man wasn't blue. He wa- <laughs> when Iron, Ultimate Iron Man was first introduced in okay. his own series, they portrayed him as 
being a bald, blue-skinned, impenetrable-skinned baby boy with huh. a high intellect. And then what? As soon as they like, kept writing it, right. as different people took over writing itself, they're like, "That's weird. That's too weird." I, I get Marvel used to be really weird with that, but we're gonna kind of be, like, keep everything normal. So they rewrote that out, and he was a regular boy. He's a regular boy, regular genius, and that's part of the problem. Like you know, this is too. Uh, we need something a little more status quo. So yeah. the Ultimate Universe really wasn't very different than the regular universe, as far as the the the. The origins of the characters, for the most part, your Thor was very similar to your Thor in the regular Marvel universe, yeah. and of course, Tony Stark was Tony Stark in the Ultimate Universe, and had a slightly different backstory, if at all. Well, so I think what people didn't like about it was your Thor wasn't your Thor, God right. of Thunder. He was your mental patient who right, is okay. a God of Thunder, but no one believes him. Okay, so they want and that that route. exactly. Okay. And I think the time when Millar was writing this. He was writing the Avengers as a world power as mm-hmm. people had seen the U.S. So imperialistic, dominating, all for one. Nobody gets anything else except us. Right. And I think it turned people off because this was the Bush era. Like this was right. a time of protest. This was a time when people were like, we're against what um, America used to stand for. We're for change. And here is someone who's writing a story who's very in your face about the characters that you know and love, that your Captain America isn't your regular Captain America. He's he's really your grandfather, which Captain America is. He's your old, slightly racist. So what do they do with with the Captain America in the alternate universe? They they wrote him like he was a man from the 50s, unfrozen. And the thing was, is that so that's like the same as the regular Captain America. Yeah, but but a little more a little a little more like your old timey grandpa. Like <laughs> how so? Okay, well, think think about it this way. Like in the movies, they portray him as right. like nineteen fifties guy. So he has all the good qualities. He has he has the idea of you know strength and honor and and you know uh, jukebox knowledge. Well, yeah, it, but, yeah. but like but like treating people a certain right. way, continued respect, fellow um, man. In, in addition, in addition to you know having having the the values of that time frame you know strong stance in god you you make sure you go to work nine to five you not being you know, very you go to financially responsible because he was frozen before the great depression happened right so he didn't learn from the the, the ramifications no, he, of no, no i think he was frozen before no, he's, he's frozen well after the oh, half, after the great depression right. the great depression in the 1930s <laughs> he was he was in world war ii which right. was in the 40s I, so uh this uh, fact that fact check i think you're right <laughs> this is the great depression of this show the <laughs> fact that I have been proven wrong. I don't. I, I get. I forget if he's a World War. I always forget if he's a World War One cap or a World War Two cap. World, he's, he's a World War Two guy, but he's it, a World War II okay. guy. Yeah. It, it's more of that strong sense of like so America in the Ultimate Universe. He he's not full racist, but he tends himself towards right. that like. What we do is we do it right. What mm. we are as America oh, okay. is we're America first. He's more All, nationalistic. Exactly. Nationalistic he's a, yeah, and, he's and, very and a prideful. little Mad Men like. Yeah. You yeah. know where I'll, I'll have a scotch with lunch and I'm gonna pat oh, the waitress like on the that. butt. You know, oh, yeah, it'll be okay. okay. Yeah, it'll right. be okay. So he's more he's more of a man of the era as opposed to yes. this like this beacon that men strive to be. This exactly. Gotcha, exactly. gotcha. And like, like the Hulk was a raging monster. Who but these rampaged. are better. I don't think these are better interpretations of the original Marvel characters. These these Ultimate Universe no, versions. They weren't supposed to be different. Yeah, they were supposed to be better. completely different. And right. I think that's the problem because at the time people 
it was super heavy. Like everything right. was still kind of dark. All of your characters mm-hmm. were still kind of like still a little bit brooding because this was 2001, 2002, yeah. I believe. So like the 90s are just still kind of behind us. We don't want to talk about them, but we're all there. We were all there. We all and looked at each other. And then when those lights went back on <laughs> after we all shouted, Happy New Year. <laughs> well, yeah. And it was, it was one of those things where it's like the Hulk yeah. isn't. Your Hulk, the Hulk is jealous. Your your Hulk is <laughs> jealous of who? He, he jealous of the men who are, like he's he still scrawny. Brant, yeah. he's still Bruce Brant Banner, but he's right. still scrawny. He still creates the serum to prove that like I'm a strong. Oh, man. that's the reason that he became the Hulk. That's not he, better. No, it's, it's a it, worse Hulk. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's not a, he's not a better version. He's a more 21st century so version of we're a super scientist. A, I think the Ultimate Universe proved that there was nothing wrong at the core with the characters. It was all of the stories that were layered on top. No, of I them mean it's it's a marketing the, ploy. Right. I, yeah. I, the the whole thing was a marketing ploy because I mean let's face it. So you have you have this thing where they say okay continuity right. issues. All right, because we've had this for 40, 50 years. But the same thing is that if ultimates if ultimates take off and everything goes well, you're going to have continuity issues within three to five years yeah. because you're going to still have new readers and those new readers need to be caught up. So first off, that's moot. The second point would be, you know, you have you have the issue of look, we're we're tweaking our characters, which all it's trying to do is grab new readership, saying, well. You know, these are dated and they're, they're, you know, they're not picking up readers. Well, maybe we need to make it hip and cool and blah, blah, blah. Which again is, it's not. It seems it does. It it, it never, it never worked. And not only didn't work, it 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 didn't work because people want the old standbys. They don't want something new. It wasn't the characters that were the problem. Exactly. It wasn't the characters that was the problem. It was the fact that you have 50 years of storytelling that's very tough to cut through. So I think doing a soft reboot, you don't have to introduce a brand new uh, comic book line, a brand new universe to have to recreate these characters. And people want their there, and I think that was why it was destined to fail and why it ultimately did fail. No pun intended. Or maybe it was intended. Who knows? But anyways, <laughs> the, what happened is eventually, uh, a couple of years ago, in 2015, I believe, Secret Wars was this big event. Jonathan Hickman, as we talked about at the beginning of the program, who wrote uh, – he he's a great, he's a great uh, writer. It was the culmination of like five years of storytelling that culminated in this big event, Secret, uh, Secret Wars, where the ultimate universe finally like a pizza-topping – that gets smashed Collide. into another pizza topping was basically absorbed into just one Marvel universe. Well, at the culmination now of Spider-Man 2 issue number four, confused yet, written by Michael Brian Michael Bendis, you now have the Ultimate Universe back because it's a story that tells, it talks about Miles uh, Morales and Peter Parker and Miles Morales, for those of you who aren't aware, is originally from the Ultimate Universe and the story... Now that he's the Ultimate Universe is no more, he's in the regular 616 Marvel Universe, and the story of Spider-Man 2 talks about him and uh, Peter Parker doing some stuff, and so they find out at the end of it that the Ultimate Universe does exist, it's out there somewhere. So you wonder if now they're going to relaunch the Ultimate Universe, or just leave it be and it exists, it's a place that they can visit sometimes. I think I think they're just, they, they have to keep it for you, yeah. con- not not for continuity, but for options. I mean, right. let's face it, because sure. everything goes in cycles. You yeah. know, comics are big, comics are small. Comics are big, comics are small. Maybe you know, in so five years, ten years, people will have nostalgia for the Ultimate Universe. Exactly. Right. You know, they'll they'll 
they'll be like everybody else where they mm-hmm. say, wow, remember that trip that we complained and pissed and moaned the entire time? <laughs> we didn't really like it when we came home, but now looking right. back on it three years later, it was the best time of our lives. Best trip. We're, we're remembering all the good stuff yeah. and forgetting all the annoying things. We've pushed all those things into that dark black recess right, of know, our brains. The, the place the place where we get cancer in 10 years because we repress so much. Things yeah. Like that, that little yeah. place in our brains. So Brian Michael Bendis left a little parting gift for the Marvel universe. And that, that of course is the ultimate universe because he has signed a couple months ago. The, the news broke that he signed a multi-year deal with the DC universe and he's gonna be writing for DC pretty soon. He wraps up with Marvel uh, shortly and his first book that he's going to be writing on for DC is a big book. He's not writing the, entire thing the entire thing the soul story it's gonna be this it's gonna be like an 80 page book it's gonna be they're gonna release like a hardcover edition of it they're going all out it's action comics 1000 and that's coming out in april and brian michael bendis that's gonna be his debut coming and joining the dc universe he's gonna be writing like a a backup story and for those of you who are kind of unfamiliar it's like a little uh little short unconnected story at the end of the book yeah, that tells it's just kind of like an anthology story about Superman. And that's where he's going to be making his debut. And then from there, he's, I'm sure, going to do tons of things. They, I'm sure, have big plans for Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. I mean, he he was one of those people that always wrote solid mm-hmm. work, even though the Ultimate Universe wasn't great. But he was he was ultimate, in charge of ultimate, Well, Ultimate Spider-Man was still a right. very cohesive, very good story where they and did. And he created Miles Morales, yeah. who has you know, taken hold and still exists today and is just getting more and more popular. He's responsible for a lot of good things. So you have action comics, 1000 coming out and he's of course going to be involved in that. I can't believe that, uh, we are already sending out to save the dates for our super friend, super show 1000. Oh yeah. I've already booked us a room at the, uh, at classics five. Does that still exist on Niagara Falls Boulevard? <laughs> Maybe it will. In 2053, February of 2053, yep. we are going to be celebrating our 1,000th issue. I've already placed my pre-order. I can't wait. At Tuxedo Junction for my talk. Is Tuxedo Junction still <laughs> sort of thing? In 2053, they might cycle back around like the Ultimate Universe. I like to think they're out there existing somewhere <laughs> and someone will have nostalgia for Tuxedo Junction and my my pre-order will be honored in 2053. Cool. I mean, I saw my Blockbusters card just yeah. in case I ever go to Alaska. Just in case they come back. Just in case I go to Alaska. Yeah. That's that's the only place that has them. After the the crash of the cloud in 2044, we're going to need those physical medium things that we can hold on to a dvd something you can rent from a physical location like a blockbuster that's very important so adam patterson 2053 where do you see yourself i'm i'm basically going to still be writing the uh the pamphlet for yes. our reunion show or <laughs> whatever you want to call it right you know i'm, I'm basically going to probably the day before i will just finish it because i'm, I'm one of those procrastinators where you know, you, you keep going and you say, okay, if I just start a little now, yeah. I could probably get it yeah. done in a year. But I know that that, you know, that panic monkey won't attack my procrastination tree probably right. for a good 40 years. Good. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sort of in the planning phase. And I know that's probably where I'll be. So a lot of planning <laughs> from us, from DC, Marvel. For the first time, this is kind of a side note. DC uh, last month took overtook Marvel in the comic book sales. Yeah, so they are really 
not only doing well, you know, creatively, but now they've overtaken them. And Marvel has a ton of books. They, you know, of course, they have their Star Wars books they're pushing out too, in addition to the rest of their crap. So it's really, they put out more books than DC, but DC with fewer books, they've managed to make it happen. I feel so. like it's the doomsday thing. The, the, doomsday, uh, the doomsday clock, clock thing. Yeah, Jeff Johns, the big Watchmen event yeah. that everyone's been anticipating, which is, uh, Adam, have you picked that up yet? Not yet. They, they've no. done it two issues so far. It's well, I mean, Jeff Johns is great. He's a, he's a good storyteller. And the first issue of Doomsday Clock, really, I don't want to get into it too much, is really a sequel, I think, to The Watchmen as far as what happens 10 years later. Yeah, I, once yeah everyone, that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a really direct A-B correlation yeah. to like, this is what happens 10 years later. They don't even really visit the DC Universe until the very end of the first issue of Doomsday Clock. So the first issue is really takes place in that Watchmen universe just 10 years later. So you see where things have progressed, what happened after that journalist found that uh, that Rorschach's diary and finding out that uh, that, Miss, that Ozymandias is a fraud and yeah. what he did. Although I feel like any person, I know it was the 80s and things, you know, people still had that sense of wonder, could walk up to that big alien that they dropped in um, Times Square and yeah. like, huh, this is not a real alien. <laughs> this is made. This is made by like uh, by designers, like uh, costume designers. This, this is made by Spumco. Yeah, this filled is with gack. <laughs> That's right. a bunch of gack in here. I feel like that should not have taken someone to tip like off a journalist to like, hey, that's not a real alien. <laughs> no, of course it's not. I mean, yeah. but anyways, it it, yeah. it picks up the story t- ten years later. It's really interesting, but yeah, uh, comics. Hey, we're yeah. back. Comics. They <laughs> do things. Go. We're doing <laughs> stuff. And uh, really quick, as far as comics is concerned, there also there's another series on the horizon. And Tom King, who is currently writing the the main Batman book right now. Yeah. He's a great writer. He's doing all sorts of other books. He uh, He's doing um, uh, Mr. Miracle book, I think. Fantastic. Which I guess is really good, too. Uh, I've, oh, wait. I have it saved. I have issue number three saved i plan on getting to it. i'm just skipping to number three i'm not gonna try and find issue one and two but i heard it's <laughs> i'm not gonna deal with it it's <laughs> too much it. and, and so i he's really excellent and so what he's gonna be doing actually there's a new series that has been announced he's gonna be uh starting a brand new series it's basically it's like a big tie-in event called sanctuary and it's gonna be dealing with characters dealing with uh post-traumatic st- uh, stress disorder these superheroes and kind of like crisis centers and they use the word crisis over at DC very deliberately. Yeah. So you wonder if this is, now this is an event that's supposed to take place in the future, if this is going to come after maybe some big crisis event over at DC and they're dealing with the fallout, these heroes of a big event that just, if they're going to do another crisis event. I hope it's not. People are sort of, I think, kind of grasping at straws I, as far as that's concerned, but. I hope it's. Could be. I hope it's like the take he has on Mr. Miracle where it's like mm-hmm. very personal stories and yeah. it's only like four characters and like Batman, Superman, no one's, fu- he, they're not anywhere. It's like Booster Gold. Yeah. Uh, Bug the Forger. <laughs> Hellcat. Right. And like one other person. It's just like they've been through a lot. And this is them having to like deal with it. Like one of them's like really like, I'm not going to do that, man. You don't know what I've been through. Yeah. It's like weird support groups. 
that's what it's going to be and it's going to affect every single book across the dc comics line and tom king uh, went on to say in this one interview i think this is for uh, comicbookresource.com i'm not sure where it was originally printed because i you know i'm just gonna fill it with dead air if i have to scroll back up and i did it anyways tried to find where the source was and i just filled it with dead air that's no problem there's a big thing coming that i'm not allowed to talk about but if you follow my twitter i've been dropping some hints so you wonder if maybe this is going to follow a crisis event people are, are kind of speculating we're I'm, probably I'm kind of curious to see if it itself is yeah. a crisis event could be something you know? like that yeah it's they i really applaud they you know they've done big space and time breaking events over at dc um they do it every other year or so so it's not like they've been staying away from that right now they have a number of them going on at the same time and they i really applaud them for their restraint that they've exercised over at DC, they have not done another crisis event since Final Crisis. And that was like, what, 2008? Yeah, it's actually surprising. It's almost been 10 years since they've done a big crisis event. So it's, I really got to hand it to them. I, You know what? I think they're due. I think they should. And I am a person <laughs> who, in who comics, like it. <laughs> who I feel like there should be a, an unspoken or a, you know, a spoken agreement and a charter that if someone is killed off, and a, a comic book character is killed off, they have to stay dead for 10 years. So, I would like that. That's a really good idea. If So that way it means something. Yeah. I think one, and that goes for ideas too. So I think it's almost been 10 years for a crisis event. I think you should be allowed to do a crisis event. It's been long enough. I think it's fine. Um, I, I think, so I'm on board, you know, whatever it's going to be called um, Sean crisis, crisis and Sean, <laughs> too many Sean's. That's, Ooh, I feel like that's a thing. I've met. I've been <laughs> in. Right. A, I've been in a classroom in high school. Yeah. There was like seven of us. Oh. It was terrible. Oh. That was. That's what the whole entire Spider Verse uh, comic book uh, crossover was about. Just too many. It was a classroom with too yeah. many, too many Peters in it. It's terrible. That was the whole it's terrible thing. Whole, whole start of that. So you, you got that going on and crossing over to the comic book movie side of things. This is something that we talk about. We, we kind of we try to make it a little as even as we can. Sometimes comics are real boring, so we don't lead off the show with them. So this is kind of a 2018's kind of way. We try to get you with the uh, with the bread and butter, which is the comic book movie stuff. That's what people kind of care about a little bit more. But today we decided to, to lead with the comic books. Yeah, We're being snobby. Yeah, we're, we're, we're being real snobby so we'll get them back on <laughs> board sense. because let's talk about uh something that people are really behind the uh the the plebs the pueblons the whatever, plebs the plebs out there guardians of the galaxy is a movie series line that people love is that right it's surprisingly done well yeah and it's fantastic it is a fantastic series. It's been well-received. Both movies have done incredibly well. James Gunn is the director, also actor in them, I believe, as well. He's played an actor in, in those films. He's, he just kind of posted on Twitter. He's Someone asked him, hey, when is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out? And he's like, coming 2020. So officially, it seems like he's announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to continue, of course, and people expected. But this is the first film that's been announced to follow Avengers 4. So we've gotten our first peek into maybe what's to follow uh, phase three, because right now it's kind of this uncertain landscape. You know, you know, of course, you have successful franchises that aren't just going to die just because it's the end of the three phase plan. Uh, And now you're finally starting to get little peeks at that with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 being announced for 2020. I hope 
I was I was really hoping here to be like 2072. 2072. <laughs> like I was hoping Classics 5. It's gonna be a great screening. It's gonna, be good. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Pre-order your tuxes. Two thousand seventy-two. You know, I, I'll be honest. It's one of those things. I feel. I feel sort of twenty twenty. Ah, uh, what's the word? I feel hampered. Yeah. I feel. I feel like with, closed in with the way that in your Marvel hampered. is structuring everything so that it's too structured. I miss. <laughs> I miss just like random things happening. Like I feel like it's no, no, no. You want to be free you, of the hamper? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really. I'm stuck in a hamper right now because it's like for the next. <laughs> In the next of 10 emotion. years, this is how we're going to run things. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. It, so I don't really have anything to super look for because I feel like I feel like it's it's there's a part of a surprise. Like, oh, no way. It's coming out. Well, you're saying you it's know, so well structured. You just right. There's going to be a Spider-Man movie announced. Right. It's like, OK, yeah. this is this is the way we're going to do it. OK. And then, all right, we're going to reboot this. We're going to do that. OK. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I feel it's like the announced. Yeah, it's yeah. very systematic, you know, and it, it's it's one of those. um it's getting to the point where it's it's almost formulaic, which I think is kind of funny because yeah. where where if you watch a movie and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, now the bad guys are going to come in, right. and now the good guys are going to happen, and and you you can basically plot it in your head because you understand the formula of the movie and you yeah. understand how they're doing it. And there's a part of us that says, okay, that's great because that's what we crave, but it's also you know we or at least I want something different, and I feel like this. This has been going on for so long and people talk about it so much that all of a sudden it's like, okay, they don't have to necessarily announce it. I know their plan mm-hmm. because I can extrapolate their plan from their previous and and I know how they're plotting this entire you know universe. So all of a sudden, yeah. instead of turning it into, okay, well, this is going to be a you know, a, a one-off movie or this is going to be fun, you know, so on and so forth. All of a sudden, I there are sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm I'm preparing myself to sit down for a 60 hour movie right. that I'm only going to be watching like you chapter know, two. Cha- exactly. Yeah. Chapter two of maybe twice a year. Right. So I feel like that's just like a really long movie that I'm yeah. almost forced to watch. It takes the yeah. fun out of you it know, a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Like, it takes eh. the will they want, won't they out of it. It's the same Diane. You don't know if they're going to get together. Where in this case, we know <laughs> that they're going to get together because all these movies are so successful. So of course it's like transformer yeah. Yeah. movies. They do really well at the box office. So they, you're at Transformers Seven. You know, they're just yeah. there's no wonder they're just going to keep making them because all these films are so successful. But I think they're being a little hesitant, and with their strategy, saying, "Oh, you know, Avengers Four is going to be the finale finale." Yeah, they don't want to put the cart before the horse because they they were kind of making overtures that they had grand plans from until like 2027. Yeah, and like we've already plotted out 20 more movies. Everyone's like, Ooh, "Let's right, exactly." They you need to be. I think if you've made it to Avengers 4, and that's going to be 2019. You should be really happy that you've gotten 10 years oh, yeah. out of something that no one has ever come close. You have a, a a cinematic universe. You have all these successful franchises. I don't think you can just go, you know what? We're going to make these movies forever. I think you need to be very just careful and strategic. I think you need to get to Avengers 4, maybe give people a little bit of, are you guys going to continue to like make them Five wanted years. a little, yeah. Make make Five a wanted a, worry and little and wanted a little bit after Avengers four, instead of years prior going. Hey, we're gonna you know Avengers four. We're gonna keep that's not the finale. We're gonna keep on moving. I think you need to have Avengers four kind of be your 
your tipping point where people are a little worried. Maybe you won't make them and we'll miss it a little bit and we'll anticipate uh, those announcements because you're not sure if they're going to announce those movies. That'd be yeah. great. That'd yeah, be I great. think that's maybe where they need to go. So we'll see. I mean, it's really, God, what a weird landscape this is going to be going forward. You, of course, have, you know, the the acquisition of the Fox properties. What are you going to do? How are you going to bring those characters in? You know, Robert Downey Jr. cannot be Iron Man forever. And or can he or can he will see they just wrapped uh, filming on on Avengers 4 Avengers yeah. 3 of course is in the can already Avengers 4 is they just finished um, filming right now and they're in post-production so yeah they're they're finishing up they're wrapping up right now so you wonder what the future holds for the the MCU right now and it's very interesting. So, yeah, getting our first kind of look at maybe what is to follow. This is our first sign as far as what follows Avengers 4, because right now it's really kind of, you know they're going to keep making them, but what shape that's going to take. Do you think they're ever going to do, like, Marvel direct-to-DVD movies, like with live-action casts? No. No? No. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> no, I just just because, uh, I mean, they like, would Marvel do it. Marvel direct-to-DVD. Direct-to-DVD. No. Would they, they would. No, I'd say the, the closest. So. The closest they would ever come is like direct to a, um, on demand to an on demand service or something like that. Mm-hmm. Be, just because it it costs too much. I think. I think the only way that they would get away with that if 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 it was like some sort of supplemental. So it's <laughs> like. But they already uh, have the Netflix like an ABC series. TV right. series. Which, yeah, which, right. yeah, exactly. You know, like the ABC series is about as close yeah, as you're going to get to it straight to DVD <laughs> or, and, or an inhuman, you know, that type of thing. <sighs> and they have another um, thing that I just recently read, a way of kind of sweeping the deck a little bit, is following Avengers 3, Avengers 4, there's a rumor now that they're planning on canceling all the ongoing uh, animated series, that they're the, all, the, all the animated um Oh, like the the Disney XD stuff. Yeah, ex- the Disney XD stuff. So the Avengers one that's ongoing, the Guardians of the Galaxy one that's ongoing. So they're going to cancel those. And maybe they're just going to, once they have a, a really a game plan going forward after Avengers 4, they're going to kind of touch that and kind of put something out that's uh, a little different um, with the, the cartoon side of it, too. So that's going to be fresh and new. And the movies are going to be fresh and new. And it's good. It's really see, kind of an uncertain this is, area. This is where I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of hopeful on the fact that if the economy continues to improve, which mm-hmm. means hopefully, maybe, they will start putting out independent and new movies again rather than yes. just recycling old franchises. You mean oh. like Rubber? Because that's a movie made for you if I've ever seen a movie <laughs> in this conversation. It's Rubber, rubber. With, uh, with Eddie Murphy? No, no. Rubber is a movie where it's a sentient tire who has mm. telekinesis who explodes people's heads. What am I? I'm thinking of Slubber. You are? No, that was Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yes, yes. See, exactly. I, feel, I feel like I, I, I've heard of Rubber and it scares me. Mm. And I, I, it but should. There's, but there's a part of me that is actually very curious because I love um, Danny the Street from uh, Doom. Oh, what's it called? I just blanked. It was uh, Doom Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Danny the Street or Danny the Planet, as he now becomes... You know, I, I I have a big kick out of him, so I'm kind of curious about this now. You 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 should watch it. I think <laughs> I think you should. I think you and the wife should put the kids to bed. Maybe have a glass of nice fine Chardonnay if that's what you like. Watch the movie. Fair. Don't expect much out of it. Never would. But you should watch it. What is what is rubber? I literally told you it, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's that's, a sentient yeah. tire who has telekinesis. When did it come out? Ah, oh, 2009, I believe. Blows people's heads up. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll have to maybe Google that, or I won't. 
<laughs> or, I, or I won't, whatever. We'll see if I get I'll to Wikipedia it. I'll Wikipedia that we'll thing. We'll see if I get to that. But speaking of things that we'll, we're going to be eventually getting to, like it or not, even though Fox has been acquired by this uh, this eating, just always needing to feed MCU, just that it's getting larger and larger and larger, one thing that still is out there, even though they are being kind of uh, nibbled at a little bit, is Sony Pictures, who owns the rights to Spider-Man, who they're sort of lending out to the MCU right now, and they still own the Spider-Man properties, and that includes, of course, Venom. And we got our first look, I guess, at what's coming up with a oh yeah this uh this this soon to be released Venom film starring Tom Hardy yeah with the most boring clip of anything I've ever seen it's just like him looking in a journal he's like yeah looks that's, like a journal <laughs> <laughs> I wrote something down once yeah that looks pretty good my handwriting you know it's just it's weird my handwriting has really changed because I don't really write anymore I just type everything <laughs> is, is that Tom Hardy too he's like I don't really remember what I wrote uh, what I can't even read my I own. can't even speak handwriting uh, so he, there was this uh, Brazil Comic Con thing going on and they like attracted like a million people into this convention hall and they're all super psyched did you they see the video a, they, yeah they put a giant holy flag, cow where do they get these people <laughs> Where did uh, they get the flag? Yeah, like, but how do they bring that in? Wow. You, you have to think about it. I mean, it's 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 a developing nation. Yeah, you know, there's, there's for a comics. lot of there's a lot of people that are uh, looking for work, and there are also probably a lot of people that are just realizing that this is out, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we're getting like first crack at it. We usually get it like three years later. We're this getting is the awesome." Fight. They were the so they chose to have this this sneak peek of this Venom film for these people, this a million people they they, uh, they packed into a room to talk to the director of Venom, to talk to Tom Hardy, although he says, hey, I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> I'm so busy. So it was like this pre-recorded thing for, of him on set. And uh, he, they... They reviewed. They uh, revealed some some details about kind of what the story is going to be uh, made up of, and like, they they name drop some storylines, some Venom storylines. Lethal Protector, yeah, Lethal Protector, and the Planet of the Symbiote. Yeah, so books. both of those as 90s, far as maybe what the storyline could be. Yeah, about. so this is when Venom became an antihero. Mm-hmm. He started to kind of do his vigilante sort of Punisher justice. Right. This is not his first straight out ever. murder, but. An individual ongoing monthly book. Yeah. That focused just on Venom. Yeah. And then Planet of the Symbiotes was essentially a, a, a planet made of other symbiotes. That like, gets attracted to Earth and they start attacking Earth. These yeah. Symbiotes. It's, it, again, it's like. So he's absolutely. Because that's part of the, the, the first book we mentioned, The Lethal Protector. He moves to Chicago. San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Chicago, but yeah. And somehow, like, he's got the Venom symbiote and he ends up, like, shooting out the other versions of the symbiote and that's like uh what, what are the other ones there's the uh the I, evil one there's uh the other versions of the there's symbiote. the sad one the there's happy the sa- one what's what there's um what's the other one called there's a bunch what's carnage? The red one? carnage there's carnage and the other ones right yeah well but the thing is the is red that, one and then there's like there's yeah. like three or four other symbiotes and he ends up fighting those and that's what it sounds like he's gonna do in san francisco that's yeah, it's based I, in san francisco and he's gonna fight some symbiotes i don't know how much they're going to take from planet of the symbiotes because it was one yeah. of those like this is the 90s stories uh, where it's the 90s so you gotta be very careful of like an invading weird 
thing from space. Well, if well, I watch Green Lantern the movie, oh god, where it just <laughs> oh god, they could have had some I don't know, just something like some space fart thing trying to attack <laughs> Earth. Just I don't know. It needs to make sense as far as the character, as far as how these other symbiotes are created. Exactly. So like how just these things that arrive on Earth. Well, like how how comic book do you get? Like Spider Man yeah. three. How did that that rock get here? Right. It was just a rock. That's right. all it was. That's the only mm-hmm. explanation you got for it. Because do you really want to go into an eighty minute backstory about what that thing is? I yes. wonder. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna reference Spider Man in this? <laughs> they sort of have to, don't they? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's the whole point of it. Venom picks up a little bit of Spider Man. That's why he becomes anti Spider Man Venom. Um, right. I mean, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't just show up and be like. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna become this thing. Oh, you you kind of I kind of look like this other guy, and I I shoot out things, and I I act. Oh shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're gonna I think they're going to do it the way that Netflix mm-hmm. when Netflix first started with their you know Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, I like the big green guy, the guy with the hammer. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're gonna do that. I feel like it's gonna be set in San Francisco, and that's far enough away from all the action. Where they won't even trouble themselves because all the all the damage and all the superhero oh. stuff happens on the east coast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Nothing happens yes. on the west coast. That's real life, except for Kansas. That's as close as they come. <laughs> That's, <And> then, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Other, otherwise, you do have um, you do have the Daily Planet, which is mm. sort of LA-ish. Actually, now that I think about it, all the Avengers, Great Lakes Avengers, Detroit Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go past Kansas. Regular Avengers, yeah. Kansas is the, Kansas, is the cut. Kansas, it's too much yeah. to do on the West Coast. You don't have enough time. <laughs> they, they, to... they, and they, they don't want to get embroiled in the um, the right. whole pot controversy. That's right. You know, and also like if you're like the a, controversy is it just good politics? Uh, maybe both. <laughs> and I'll, if you're like a a superhero who's trying to like get in shape, there's just all the gyms are all filled. You can't even get a membership. You can't just like right. go outside on exactly. a beautiful day. No, everyone's out jogging too. You can't. You can't <laughs> you exercise. Can, well, no one can jog. Where do you exercise in the West Coast? You need to get your reps in if you're I trying mean, to become a superhero. The, it is the only place where the bike lanes are packed and yeah, the freeways are just empty. That's right, utterly empty. It's a beautiful area. They get up five hours later than we do here on the on the East Coast. But uh, all of that's happening. It's exciting. What else from um, from that? Uh, from that Comic Con, Brazil Comic Con. Did I miss any other any, any other details before no, they we move just on? Just threw out a big old flag. <laughs> yeah, and Tom Hardy's like, hey, and I'm that, gonna, the I'm big old photo hard. of just Tom Hardy just looking down in a journal yeah. is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's quite. Uh, so it's coming out uh, October fifth, believe it or not. And I guess they just wrapped shooting, or they're wrapping. It doesn't matter. I guess it's going to come out October fifth, like it or not. <laughs> finished or not finished it's coming out October it's, it's gonna be like snakes on a plane you know it's oh. like sort of half finished and then they say ah we're gonna reshoot some of it they'll be fine that's right that's right so there's a lot of that going on obviously that's uh the big things that happened did I miss any other big events from the last two and a half weeks that we've been away that maybe I uh missed out on I know I feel like it's a whole year has gone by 2018 it's crazy it's uh it's crazy nuts so we uh, of course in recapping 2017 the year that was big year uh, we're going to be talking, of course, um, our Super Showdown, which is uh, the next part of our show. Right now, Adam Patterson has his uh, his cleaning product out, and he is scrubbing down the Super Showdown arena right now as we speak. A lot speak. of leech. Le- yeah, a lot of gack. A lot from, of gack. Uh, 
So much gak. So much gak. You tried you tried making your own gigantic uh, alien that you were going to trick your friends with. <laughs> going to drop them off. So we're being invaded by aliens. Uh, but you just got overwhelmed by gak cost. And so you had to stop. Well, I, I got. I, <laughs> I kind of had too much fun. The problem yeah. is, is that it gets. It, it's it's not that it gets everywhere. The problem is that it it attracts everything. So like yeah. you you start playing with it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh look, now it's just filled with lint and cat hair. You yeah, know, that's right, man. Ugh. And and then you have to throw it out, and you have to start over again. So yeah. you know, I mean, the bigger the ball, the bigger the lint it collects. And the next thing you know, it's just it's grass clippings, and it's it's terrible. And I'm glad you you brought it all here to the Super Showdown Arena. You decided to build your thing here, <laughs> where we all play every other week. That's why I need bleach. So we all go so much bleach. We lock each other in. We, it's an honor system. So since we don't have a person to stand outside the Super Showdown Arena to lock us in, it's really an honor system as far as staying in the cage, and we battle <laughs> each other. In in the uh, the realm of arguing, as far as what is the quintessential whatever, and, and this you know we've we've uh, in previous episodes decide we decided once and for all what was the quintessential best Batman story ever told, the best Superman story ever told, and so on, and Justice League, and so on. This week we're going to be battling it out. We bring each of us brings our own example of what the best thing is of whatever the topic is, and we discuss, and then we decide at the end we vote, and we decide once and for all what is the best ever at that thing. And then we open the cage doors and we try to find our way home. And uh, usually it ends up like like a game of Quantum Leap. And one of us is lost. And one of us is lost. Some of us never make it home. And that's the Super Friends Super that's, Show. That's why we always leave the door slightly ajar. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. And that was our own fault because then you sneak in there with your, grack, with your gack alien. <laughs> you store that in there. But what we do is we uh, we draw a card from DC Heroes from 1985-86. It is a game that's a role-playing game. And from it, it comes equipped with uh, character cards for all the characters in the DC universe at that time. And we each draw one and we base their stats on and their stats are based on you know uh that character and the one with the best stats gets to go first and present their case for the best biggest story of 2017 as it relates to comic books and superheroes that is the topic and adam patterson i will let you draw your superhero character first don't look into the box look away from the box never and select one and this will be your representative here in the Super Showdown Arena. And Sean Brennan, don't look into the box. Look up. Look da- Don't look down. I was going to sing the Jean Valjean Les Mis song, but that actually is the opposite of what I want you to do. <laughs> and it's I actually will all... also look up. Don't look down. Don't look down. Okay. And we all have our representatives going to the Super Showdown Arena. I'm excited about Sean Dwyer's. Oh, true, a blank card. Why do- why is there a blank card here? Because you could be your own character, man. My, that's right. Well, I need to keep that, step that, put that aside so I can make my own character. Sean Martin, why don't you tell us who you drew, who's going to be your representative? Big Barda. Big Barda. One of the new gods. Mm-hmm. Um, always, always a strange kind of woman to me. Yeah. For the simple fact that, she like... She is always a woman, too, and that's what's most important. Yeah, no, She's great. honestly kind, and then she's subtly cool. Big Bud is your friend, and then she's no... So, what is her uh, dexterity? 
Nine. Nine. That is a high number. I know, right? That is the first stat that we base who's going to be going on. And then if there's a tie, we then go down to intelligence and lastly strength. And then wealth. Wealth. And then wealth. We, should, we need to decide what the order is, the pecking order as far as tiebreakers. Anna Patterson, who did you draw? Mr. Mesoplica. Ah, perfect. McPlicka's. I'm never going to be able to pronounce Mick, it. I say McPlicka's. It's, it's almost written in Hebrew with, because Hebrew <laughs> doesn't have any yes. vowels. So this is this is very similar. I'm sure Dude. this this is part of the old country. Um, right. So the dexterity is ten. He's ten. An inter- interdimensional. God, being. that is so much dexterity. Yeah, I know. And he's, he's so old and weird. Joker. I drew fire. You um, drew, <laughs> the air. You drew fire or fire. just. It is the character can from you, the 80s. Can um, you tell me more about Fire, please? 89, actually. Um, is, actually. This is the f- maybe the second edition. Um, tell me more about her. She is a woman who wears green, and she can set her body on fire, a green fire. <laughs> that is as much as I know about, because they don't give you a description no, th- on the card, so I'm really kind of just left to my own faculties. Um, oh, wow. Her dexterity is five, so I'll be going last. Anna Patterson will be going first, thanks to Mr. Mikopitalix. Mikopitalix. And Sean Brennan will go second with Big Barda. Big Barda's your friend. She'll go to the end. And then Fire. Um, I really need to give her a theme song. I'll yeah, you do. The show. <laughs> One that honors her. And then the Fire, I'll be going last. So, uh, Anna Patterson, your biggest story of 2017. I'm probably going to say that my biggest story is, is Lazarus. And, and it's not so much that it started in two, what, 2017 or that it finished in 2017. Uh, but I feel like the, the storyline really took a dramatic turn. Mm-hmm. And, and it really put together something that is going to drive the story. So all of a sudden you had, you just got over all the backstory. You just got over all mm-hmm. of the sort of setup saying, okay, here are the guys, here's sort of the things, you know, here's, here's, here's the setting. Here's the place. Here's well, the characters. Let me stop you right around. there. Yeah. Okay. So the topic is just so I, cause I say yeah, best yeah. story, best, best news story. Oh, I thought, Oh, the best news story. <laughs> well, poopy. <laughs> Then, so, uh, then Trump winning the election. <laughs> <laughs> that affects the world of superheroes in comics. That, that affects the economy, which, which affects, affects the, people being the sales of the store and going of to comics tickets. and movie tickets. That's right. That's right. And do you want to think about it? We'll, we'll come back to you. Sean Brennan, you can go first. Sean Brennan, why don't you go first? Adam, you think about it. We'll come. You'll, 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 well, you know what? It's a good, it's a good try. Way to wrap up okay. 2017. All that's behind you, Adam Patterson. 2018, your super showdown selections will be sound <laughs> and understood. 2017 best news story in the comic book and superhero realm. Best news story is that the Watchmen, yeah, is going to be made into an HBO TV series. That is the coolest thing you think that happened. All right, no, no. I don't say it's the it's the coolest thing. I think it's the best news because it truly shows that Warner Brothers and DC will pump and milk out Watchmen as much as possible. That like blue milk. No, they they love it. They mm-hmm. they they had a story written a long time ago, over twenty <laughs> years ago, and they are not they are never going to give up the rights to that. Mm-hmm. No matter how much people like say that. Alan Moore was a genius. People should treat him better. And Alan so Moore's so like, far. hey, please stop. Please yeah. Stop Alan Moore's like, stop <laughs> acknowledging me. Stop talking stop. to me. I don't, I don't even exist here. Leave it alone, man. Yeah. There's no more. That's right. Yeah. I, I think it's a testament to truly how much 
people love that story and how much he will never be able to actually own those characters. That's right. That's right. So he, it was a, um, it was a, a work in the eighties where he, essentially he was where it was for DC. Yeah. And even though it's kind of like a side brand, a side publication kind of thing that he did for it, it, they, he, it was basically, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted yeah. with these characters, but he doesn't own those it, characters. It garnished so much praise right. that he thought maybe I'll be able to own these characters. Right. Because they are so some synonymous with yeah. me. Yeah. Well, the thing was, it was it was like a contract for like 10 years, like after the contract's up, if DC doesn't touch this, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. But he wrote such a great storyline that's held up for so long that he's never going to get those characters. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're cash cow. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you have the HBO series. You have, of course, right now you have a current ongoing event, which is their one of their big events right now. There are two major events over at DC Comics. They have an ongoing Watchmen DC Comics crossover event right now. Exactly. So that is it's it's a you know and that's that comes on the tales of before Watchmen, yeah. which was a Watchmen prequel series number of books that came out a bunch of years ago. Yeah. They won't stop. It's a it's a testament to how much DC will hold on to a property. Right. And I wonder if I how much would like Alan Moore make from me. HBO does he get anything from like an HBO Watchmen series? He doesn't. He, he doesn't even want it. Oh, the, well, if right. if he because he even wanted like throughout the whole Watchmen movie they're going to credit him too. Mm-hmm. But the thing was is that he doesn't want anything to do with the, like a quote unquote bastardization. Did he of like his the Zack Snyder? I sh- I shouldn't even ask. No, no one likes no, Zack Snyder's work. Okay. Did he like the Zack Snyder movie? No, no, no not at all. Alan Moore is the original hipster. Yeah, that's just the reality. He, he's so cool. He's he so doesn't even like it. his own work. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, <laughs> he's absolutely over. It. Well, great selection. That was big news from 2017. Thank and you. Patterson, have you made your selection? <laughs> Come back, Adam. <laughs> Uh, Disney and Fox. Disney and Fox. A That's good a big selection. News. That that I think that I think is the biggest one and the biggest or biggest and best. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I feel like we are getting just to the point where it's it's like the super massive creature right. that's just eating and eating and eating. And eventually, Disney will either have to eat itself. Or else it's going to like a choice just, you all have to make. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a hot dog and right. you were stuck on a desert island, would you eat yourself? No, the um, it's, it's either going to have to eat itself, mm. or else, or else it's just going to implode upon its own mass. Mm-hmm. Or else, the third option is that it gets so large that it eventually just melts away into like thirty or forty other businesses. Yes, yeah. I yeah. I, can I don't only, know which. But I can only see it in the future, like twenty years, thirty years. That at some point it di- it diverges. There's going to be like big Disney, but big Disney is going to have to break into like two. So it's going to be like you're still going to have Disney, but there's going to be another branch that's going to be just separate. It's just gonna, it's going to own something, someone in the family. It's going to not maybe own like Star Wars and Marvel while the other one owns Pixar and whatever. See, my my theory is that if if those three said things don't happen. Uh, in which case, you know, the U.S. government might have to step in for monopoly laws. Sure, but if that doesn't I'm happen, they haven't. They, you know, it's it's it's, it's a percentage yeah. of the um, properties coming online, and it's very complicated. It. Yeah. It's very complicated as far as what is monopoly. Huh? We don't have enough time. But <laughs> <laughs> tune in but, for our other podcast, <laughs> Monopoly. The other option is that 
Elon Musk truly goes to Mars in the next 10 years and Disney sets up a Mars franchise and that Mars franchise and the Earth franchise goes to sort of like a, um, a story war or, or, a, or a financial property war. And and that's where everything falls apart because it goes to war with itself. Are you saying that Disney could set up its own a separate Disney? I'm, I'm saying on Disney's Mars, and Dis- therefore yes. they can just you They're, can own a, a separate thing, even though it's the that exists on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Mars law. Yeah, right. It's Mars oh, law. Oh boy, I, that's, that's, that's oh, why. That's a whole that, frontier that, that I don't even want exactly. To get into. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the illusion of competition across worlds. You just everyone I mean, just the second Elon Musk like all right. Well done, guys. You just see all these like these businessmen with like a briefcase in one hand and a flag in another one, just trying to like <laughs> plant it on Mars. I own the NFL on Mars. <laughs> just exactly see them, see them floating through sp- space with just because like I, a somebody think about it, the, the uh, entire mission statement. Yeah. Everything's already figured out. All you have to do is just sort of like get there and be like, "It's all brand all right, new." I'm going to open up uh, Disney on Mars. I'm yeah. opening up a Walmart. I own Walmart. <laughs> I own on Mars. Walmart on Mars. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I hate right? the future. Now that's right. That's very scary. So it's a scary future. You know, when everyone owns everything. I think that's a that was actually going to be my story of course it is i think a very obvious you know the fact that fox and they they were rivals in the cinema with the with the x-men with now marvel owning merging with fox they own everything now and that's either really super good because obviously the reason that marvel has been so successful is because they're well managed they've done they do good work they're very creative it's very well run and fox with the x-men has been kind of wishy-washy They've been very hit and miss. But as I've said on previous shows, I go back to pro wrestling, even with bad competition, like WCW towards the end, um, when WWF and WCW were, they were head to head and WWF eventually overtook them. And WCW really, really crashed very quickly in 99, 2000. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And everyone's like, oh, God, they're they're a laughing stock. Even with bad competition with WCW, you still have competition. Once WCW went bankrupt and once WWF bought them and they basically just were able to do whatever, whatever the hell they want, quality went down substantially. Even though WWF was like, obviously, they knew what they were doing. The fact that they had no one pushing them it really affected things. So I worry that the comic book movie genre is going to be similar. Granted, of course, you still have Warner Brothers with DC, so you still have some other dogs in the fight a little bit. Yeah, you still have Sony, and you still have... I'm yeah, just, I'm just curious It's not about, all gone yet, but no, give it five years. Gone. Give it five years where they acquire Sony, and then they acquire Warner Brothers, and who knows? And then, then they have to go to war with China, or yeah. you know the, the Chinese companies, and I'm sure there's going to be one or two that come out of Mm-hmm. you know um southeast asia from manga and i'm sure there's going to be one or two sure. companies coming out of india in the next couple of years that that will have you know uh some sort of that'll hold some sort of competition but eventually you know it's 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 right. either going to implode or, or yeah. wither away yeah it's going to be very interesting because this is obviously this is it was gigantic news because not only that too uh it also uh, another ramification is by acquiring Fox, they now have officially the distribution rights to distribute the Star Wars movies, which is something that they were not able to do um, over at Disney and, and Marvel or Disney because they're the parent company. Yeah, uh, they're, they're the uh, the umbrella there. So they they own Star Wars, of course, but Fox still had the distribution rights. So now they're for the original trilogy. So now that's gone. 
with merging with Fox. So now that they can distribute um, the, the original trilogy, which is big because they could do um, they could re-release the original trilogy in its original intended form. I, that, that will actually be a good thing so i don't have yeah. to find a vcr well or there's another thing i could talk i could, we could talk about at the end of the show oh please if you have another hour and are ready to be i have no other life than this uh, so if, i'll get to that at the end of the show in my in my cold take segment where i just give you my cold takes and you it's up to you the listener to turn me off at that point once i start talking about that if you haven't already but my selection for the super so super show super showdown since adam took mine i have to go to my second one uh is the biggest news for 2017 was Wonder Woman um, being as successful as it was, being a good movie, yeah. being really a triumph, and was the fact that it got made the first ever um, female-led superhero movie in the new generation. Uh, there have been ones in the past. There's been Supergirl, but like treated seriously. Um, you have a female Patty Jenkins, a female director behind it. It's getting a sequel. And that's going to be helmed by Penny Jenkins again, Gal Gadot or Gadot. Um, oh, how how Gadot. do you feel today? <laughs> I don't I don't like to tell people how to live their life. But she's going to be back. It was a tremendous success, both financially and critically. It was a long time coming. They've never made a Wonder Woman film because you know we're just waiting. Remember that all that talk? <laughs> oh, we're just waiting for the right script. And oh, yeah. like you could you could make that argument for a long like oh you know we just want to get it right and you could just be saying you could say that from now until the end of time you know it was just yeah. never right well, well they that's finally what pulled the trigger it was good it is the um the the highest grossing like origin movie or it, it broke all types of box office records with with wonder woman it was good it was really the shot in the arm that the dc extended universe needed and it was it was it was really a triumph and i think that short of the uh, Warner, short of the the Marvel and in Fox Disney uh, Fox Disney Fox uh, merger, I think is right up there as far as biggest stories of 2017. If you yeah. ask me, no, that's that's all I true. See, I thought I'm kind of disappointed because I thought you're going to say the that you're going to make a, another joke about Inhumans being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I never miss an opportunity. <laughs> the biggest news of 2018 this year. Is, is a new, fresh page. <laughs> um, I was going to either go for my second choice with uh, the one Wonder Woman movie um, do, being tremendously successful, or the Will They Won't They with Ben Affleck. And is he out of Batman? Is oh, he not yeah. out of Batman? Oh, yeah. Is he directing yeah. it? Is he producing it? Is he off of it entirely? That I was going to go with that one, but I think Wonder Woman, it's a positive story. It's all positive. Um, I think it's a long time coming. It is. I think it's a great step in the right direction for the character. Uh, it's it's great. I think all around, it's a nice positive story. So we have presented our examples of the best 2017 comic book news story, and uh, now we will uh, vote to determine who has brought the best example to the table, and we will then walk out the super showdown super showdown arena um as friends put the jar with the door slightly <laughs> with ajar. the door slightly ajar so we can get back in <laughs> i'm gonna vote for me adam patterson it's a solid vote there it's sir a good vote because i i'm awesome yes all right because one one vote for the marvel relevant on my story and fox merger i just always vote for me sean brennan <laughs> um i am going to vote for me as well 
Excellent choice. Because Excellent I feel like choice. I don't do that enough. I always count myself out. Count on yourself. I Bet on yourself. That's that's, that's important. That's 2018, baby. I'm that's counting right. on me this year. I will bet for Adam Patterson. I thought that was a great what? idea, uh, a great selection. I, I, I can't disagree with you um, that Marvel and Fox, the merger was the biggest story in 2017 that changes. It's a game changer. But because you misunderstood the category, when we were, <laughs> you were automatically disqualified. So, again, we don't have a winner <laughs> That's um, fair. of the Super That's Showdown Arena. Yeah. Uh, Super Showdown, again, without its winner. Uh, yet to have a winner. It's crazy. A lot of no contests, crazy, a lot of right? ties. <laughs> Um, just a lot of bloodshed. Uh, one of these days. One of these days. Blood but, and gack. Blood and gack. But um, before I, I just want to mention Ugh. really quick Sorry. for people who uh, maybe are are who are Star Wars fans. Adam and I were talking about it before the show. There mm-hmm. is this uh, this this fan endeavor online. If you go to the website originaltrilogy.com, it's called the Despecialized Star Wars Editions. Oh yeah, they've never released the original cuts. Of only the, on VHS. Only on VHS, and that was, of course, not in high quality. No. And with the Blu-ray releases, those were of the special editions. And those were terrible. They they were terrible, so they're just crap. They're just the altered George Lucas, like not they they are not the version that was in the, the theaters in 1977. So the groups fans have taken upon themselves of taking like four or five like original sources and like cropping them to get like crapping them together using like very sophisticated uh, video editing processes yeah. and putting them together for the original films and you can download them and you can make your own Blu-rays with them if you put them on a Blu-ray and you can watch all of the original Star Wars movies as they are intended in glorious HD. Huh. And glorious 720p. <laughs> That's <laughs> as HD as it gets. As HD as it's gonna get for free, baby. <laughs> 720p. It's uh, it's for free. The only caveat is, you know, the the uh, sort of gray area. They're like, well, we only want you to download it if you've already purchased it. Like the yeah, the sure, Blu-ray, why not? I say I've purchased seven of them. Yeah, I've exactly. purchased I've purchased a lot of things in my life. Yeah, to be honest here, so so I might have a screening. Once I, I'm down, currently downloading all three through, I won't, through an unspecified source. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to put them on a Through the internet. Through the internet. And I'm going to maybe have a little screening of the original 77. Um, maybe, maybe, the, maybe we'll just jump right to the Empire Strikes Back. Since I'll, I'll the bring one. the pineapple. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds, yeah. It's, a, it's just a whole pineapple. <laughs> uncut. Just nothing to do. pineapple. Just a pineapple. <laughs> I, so that's what I'm excited about. What are you guys uh, into this? What's what's kind of uh, I'm in the pineapple. filling up besides besides the pineapple? Yes, obviously that's a choice. That's the obvious choice for 2018. Sean Brennan, what what's filling uh, the the backs of your of your brains? What's keeping you occupied occupied as you're chopping those trees to stop chop- that wood to stop chopping those trees and use my digital drawing pad I got for Christmas? Ah, all right. So so that's my next endeavor. Um. I might redraw my uh, comic from high school. Bye uh, bye. Yeah, and put it put it digitally the way it was meant to be, meant to be, <laughs> on the internet. On an unrelated note, I have had an Apple earbud in my ear the whole show, and I didn't realize that the vol- this happened actually happened to be the last show too. I'm like, oh, it won't happen again. Um, I turned down the volume a little bit. Uh, I've had it in my my one ear the whole show, and I can't hear out of my <laughs> ear. I think so that's t- like an extreme case of tinnitus. 
Yeah. Isn't that tinnitus? Something like that. No. I gotta stop doing that. Can't yeah. hear out of my left ear right now, so I'll be fine. Wait, hopefully so that comes back in 2018. Can you put something over your ear to make yourself the Nick Fury of ears? That's what I'm going for. Ooh. One ear muff. Alright. I say what what about uh Van Goghish of ears? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, cut it. We all just, just cut, cut it off. off. It just but, start but fresh. He could still hear. He never had a hearing problem. He just cut the ear off. Right. We don't know that he didn't have a ear. We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. You, don't, you didn't know He poured it, wax in his ear afterwards because, you know, I mean, the flaps around your ears prevent water from getting in when it rains. And if you don't have the flaps, then you have to protect your ear canal. I didn't know that. So you have to pet. Oh. I'm just making the show. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know Van Gogh. You and I know it's Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Better than most people. Van Gogh. Yeah. We really got to know him in that one episode of Doctor Who. Oh, I, God. I did. I did. You and cried with him at the end? Paintings? Yeah. When he... Wait, wasn't that Van you know, Gogh? Van Gogh. No, so so here's here's a funny story, is that he used to go to this one little coffee shop, and he would... He would drink coffee and doodle on napkins. And one day he doodled on a napkin and some woman was watching him. And she said, I love that napkin. Can I have it? Because he threw it out. He, he, he threw it out and he was just going over. And she said, hey, I really would like that napkin. He says, that would be $23 million. And she goes, what? It took you like five seconds to, to make. And he said, no, no, no. It took me 60 years. Oh. And I just want to slap the shit out of him for saying something like that because it really took him only five seconds. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he was a genius ahead of his time, Adam Patterson. And as we have been, issue 159, ahead of our times, we'll be back with you um, the next time we're back with you, which is in uh, two weeks' time. And uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, if you are listening to this in the past, or next year's Martin Luther King Day, if you're listening, because we're recording it on Martin Luther King Day. Um, but you're probably listening to a, the Tuesday to follow. So sorry about that. Um, that's my final thought. Any parting shots for uh, listeners before we head out? Ollie's is apparently like they got an inventory from DC for dra- for trade paperbacks. You could buy them like half off. Ollie's? Ollie's is a cheap store. Is it like available online? No, no, they're oh. they're only it's a discount warehouse. orders. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. so it like local to the Buffalo Walden. Yeah, all over, all, right. all over. So cool. if if you're looking to pick up a trade paperback, go for it. All right, Adam. What? Yes, <laughs> I'll take that. I will take that all the way. Is that because you can't hear out of both ears now? Yeah. Oh, I need to stop putting the one earbud in and thinking, oh, this is an appropriate level. And then do that for like 50 minutes and then take it out. I'm like, nope, can't hear. Can't hear. I don't know how people do it. Don't have people do it. Have people listen. Jordan's been screaming like, help me, help me. Sean Dwyer's like, what do you want? What do you want? I don't understand you. Maybe it's on purpose. I have a three-year-old son. Maybe I, I just need to have an excuse not to have to like go to every single one of his demands. <laughs> But that's my life, and that's uh, thank you for finding us. Uh, find us again in two weeks' time. We'll be back to talk to you about more superhero movie news and comics, and that will be exciting because what's better than friends getting together? Licking microphones. Indeed, Adam. What's her name today? She could be anyone. I might have known you'd leave her crying. What's her name again? You should be ashamed.
What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? 